What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. And then we'll get the monkey off our back, because the Patriots monkey, which all sits on our shoulder, is worth 10 points to the Patriots every time you play, until you have beaten Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bevides, and on this podcast and YouTube channel, we bring you the latest Chargers news, we preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest takes around. Well, the bye week's over, the disappointment of the Ravens' loss is behind us, and the Chargers prepare for a big, big game. It's the Patriots. We know that they've won six on the trot. We even got smashed to zip against Cam Newton last season. Brady lauded it over us. And I don't even remember the last time we beat them. Have we even beat them in my supporting time? I think maybe once. So it's a big game to see if the Chargers can be contenders and get the monkey off their back of the Patriots and Bilicek legacy. I'm joined by two amazing co-hosts. First up, it is my man, John Moss Jr. Hello, Bez. How the devil? Why can't I hear you, Was? <laughs> nobody can hear me. I can hear you. This, 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 this is just typical. You see, everything starts to go wrong after a bye week. Can't sign people, can't hit field goals. I'll go to California where my main man is, John Ayers. Hey, can you hear me now, Bez? No? Bez right. has got technical issues. <clears throat> well, I can tell you I can hear me and I can hear you. So that's it. We can all hear each other and that's all that matters. And hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're playing the Patriots. I can't hear anything. Oh. <laughs> You think we're getting yeah, you think we're getting hacked by Bill Belichick? I think we might be. Maybe. That Maybe. might be exactly what's happening. You can't you can't ever trust those Patriots. So well, it's good to be here in California in the Herbert Hangar. Uh it's beautiful. It's been 80 degrees out here. It's been nice, you know, it's on dark. the warm side. So it's dark, it's cold here. Has it stopped raining over there yet? <laughs> yeah, it rained a couple times, but you know, no big deal. It's probably our annual rainfall for the year, right there. Well, look. I'm a bit nervous about this game, John, because quite frankly, the, the, the Patriots have the measure of us. But um, I think that they're going to face a different charges this weekend. And I hopefully Brandon Staley's had the time to reset. I was watching the All-In episode five and he spoke about having to coach better and, and, and execute better on the field. Let's just hope that we can get out of this slump because it's a massive game. The Chiefs... Obviously, I had a slide last week. And if we can keep the pressure on at the top of the division, we've got a really good chance of making a run at the playoffs. But I think it all starts on Sunday. Is Bez back? I'm back. I can hear oh, you. Back. Oh, there we the go. The start of Patriots week is is not starting off without a hitch. What, what else do you expect? It's the Patriots. They bring out the worst in everything about the charges, including apparently our audio. Anyone as nervous as, nervous as I am just thinks Matt Jones is just going to Shredders and and or, or or the Patriots a spent force. I don't I don't know I don't know about Mac Jones, but I would definitely say that, um, you know, no matter how much quote unquote better at coaching Staley gets, uh, I do think it's a personnel issue that's been our trouble on defense. I just don't think we have the right personnel for it. I don't think we're set up for it. Uh, so I I just think Damian Harris is probably going to run wild. If uh, I, I, you know, I, I wrote up for the blog uh, for a DFS lineup, I was recommending people spend the money, which is not a lot, but spending the money on getting Damian Harris as a running back in their lineups, because I just think he's going to smash. I just, I it just, I have yet to see 
any I've yet to see any life from this defensive line uh, in the run game. So <clears throat> we'll see. But I think Damian Harris scares me. I think Hunter Henry coming back on the revenge game. I mean, we've been awful against the tight end. I think I, I think the tight end has scored a touchdown in every single game this year. I think pretty much. I, I don't know if Dalton Schultz did it uh, with the with the Cowboys. Not that he necessarily needed to, but I'm pretty sure a tight end has scored a touchdown in every single game we played against us. So, uh, you know, I'm worried Hunter Henry comes back, you know, and, and scores a touchdown before he goes out injured uh, for the game. So it just, you know, there's a couple guys that worry me. Yeah, I think that I think the coaching worries me as well because Belichick obviously is a very, very shrewd man, won the Super Bowl a ton of times. But yeah, but not without think, Brady. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. And the thing is as well, without quarterback. I don't, I don't want to be disrespect, disrespectful to Mike, <laughs> disrespectful to Mike McCoy or Coach Lynn, but in my opinion, they're not the same on the same level as, as Brandon Staley and, and and Joe Lombardi. And I think we'll have enough in our locker to overcome the Patriots on Sunday, but it's always in the back of your mind. There's there's, there's plenty of people on the roster that, that got an absolute thumping in the 45 uh, to zip shutout last season. And th this is why I think this game is really important because I want to see us bounce back from that Ravens uh, defeat. That was horrible. You know, a lot respect to the Ravens because they did a job on us. Um, and then, you know, can we actually start mixing it up with New England and, and dominating this matchup because there's every possibility that we could face New England in the playoffs. You know, I think for, for them, they're looking at a wild card berth at best because Josh Allen and the Buff and the Bills have, have got that one sewn up in the AFC East. So we, we've got to do the right things. And I don't really want us to play or, you know, likes out, obviously be nice, but just a win. It'd just be great. Even if we win by a field Anyway, goal, it comes. Anyway, it comes just to get us back on on track because there'll be there'll be individuals in that locker room that have got slight doubts. There, there, there'll be uh, their confidence will be dented by what happened two weeks ago, and it's how we overcome that. It's how we overdress it. This is a good football team. Our record says at four and two, we're a good football team. It's it's whether or not we've got the mental aptitude now to get over the line. And it's like John said, run defense horrible. Special teams, horrible. Do we think that we've fixed special teams? Well, we've brought Dustin Hopkins in. Viscano goes onto the Packers squad. So is, is that a big move? It, yeah, I think it is because it's a statement saying, look, we're not happy with you. We will. I am not afraid to make roster cuts. But whether or not that those two can actually um, you know, bring anything to the party immediately... I don't think we'll see the Chargers elevating above the 21st ranked DVOA special team. I just don't think uh, 31st. So I just don't think it's going to happen. We just need to keep, you know, we, we need to get some um, situational uh, positioning where we're not having to go for 55 yard field goals. Get them in short range if if it's looking like we're we're just going to need a field goal to win it. But there's all these all these questions that are unanswered and. Sunday all starts there for me. It's interesting, Wells, because you know we've we've got rid of Viscano. Hopkins was cut by the Washington Football Team after a long career there. There's a stalwart in their special teams, lead, leading the way. And across, I went and looked at his history. Is it how much better is he? How's he performing? How's Banjali performing? What's the why's Lambo been cut? You look across the NFL, there is a major crisis in the kicking game. You take Justin Turner out and the, um, Justin Tucker out, and the rest of the NFL can't kick to save their lives. There's a lot of missed extra points. 
the good news, Hopkins is struggling. Hopkins is missing extra points, missing field goals, and the and you know the, the Riviera, Rivera lost faith in him and cut him. But the reality is that his his performances, worst in his career, are actually as good as Viscano. So he's we hope he isn't going to regress below that. And that yeah. <laughs> his worst is his Viscano. Are you, uh, uh, you're, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. It must be the English accent. It's Miss Cayeno. Miss Cayeno. He's on the practice squad, though, so you know we can practice returning missed field goals for special teams. <laughs> Andre Roberts comes in. You know, let's see what productivity he gives us. Um, but look, I think if we sit here now, heading into week eight, and there's no roster changes, people are questioning the front office. So no one's in there. No one's got a right, really, to say after after week ten this hasn't worked out because it wasn't working before. <laughs> the front office, Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley, have made a decision and they've gone with it. And it's what we said in the the aftermath of the Ravens. We've got to trust what we're seeing. We've got to trust our coaches. And look, they can't get any worse than Miss Kino, can it? <laughs> Oh, it, it could do, but you know, I, I think they're two good moves. You know, you look at Roberts, who was cut for a lack of production, and yet his lack of production still outstrips KJ Hill, Guyton, uh, Roundtree. So I think it puts into perspective that there was an immediate requirement at that position, and other people's trash is, is a little gem for the Chargers to potentially improve it. Um, but I went and analysed the Ravens game because the Ravens lost to the Bengals when we were chilling out on our bye week. And I'm thinking, wow, that's that's a dramatic result after coming off the high of smashing the Chargers. Are we miles behind? What did they do wrong? Fascinating game. Lots of similarities. The big difference, and I think this points to what, John, you said last week about we just can't fix the run D because we haven't got the guys to do it and the guys aren't out there to go and get. The Ravens tried to dominate up the middle and with the run game in the same fashion they definitely dominated the Chargers. And the Bengals absolutely shut them down through the middle. And and their, their, their front four was stout, tackled well, and the Ravens had to change their game plan and it went and played into the Bengals' strengths. We couldn't do that because we were battered, bruised, you know, and I'm panicking that you, your words are true, John, that we can't fix this, that we're a broken horse, that any team can take us apart in the playoffs by running at us. You know, if we get the Titans, it would be a massacre, John. Do you not reckon? I just think that it is a bad, bad lineup for anybody who's got a good running game. I mean, if I'm looking at the potential playoff teams, I know we've already beat the Browns, but they scare me. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the um, <clears throat> at the potential of the Titans making it. They scare me with their run game. Uh, the Bills, I think we match up fairly well against the Bills, but I mean, Zach Moss has come on a little bit for them, and if they can get – I mean, they haven't really relied on it, but – I mean, if they relied on it, maybe they could push us around. I don't know. The Chiefs, obviously, we play well against, so that's not too bad. But the Bengals have a good run game in Joe Mixon. The Ravens, obviously, have their own run game. I mean, there's a lot of really solid run games that I think would run all over this team. So it becomes, can they can they win in shootouts or not? I just I, It really worries me about this, the run defense and what they're going to do to figure it out. And, and I know they want to play in light boxes, but I just don't know if they can continue to do that unless they can figure out how to accommodate for that. So, I mean, it is what it is. We'll just kind of have to see how it goes. But hopefully Staley can figure it out. Um, you know, got to have faith in the coach. I think the no, fact that we're talking about the playoffs is, is, is yeah, indicative of where this team is because 
last season we're talking about the playoffs. We're talking about the first, you know, first or top three picks of the draft. Now we're talking about potentially making a wild card berth or you know winning the division. And um, so I think the fact that we're we're already looking ahead and saying we can make the playoffs, I think it's positive, despite special teams roles, despite the fact that we're we we can't stop the run. But look, getting back to Sunday's opponents, they've beaten the Jets twice and the Texans. The Jets are the only team in the NFL that have not got a pick. They've not had an interception. They're going to come up against a very different LA Chargers on on week eight. Um, It's okay waxing lyrical about it because the guys are going to go out there and and walk the walk and execute. But it's just that Belichick, he he worries me because he's he's wily. You know, he's, he's got he Josh finds a Daniels. way to close the gap, he does. doesn't he? But Brandon Staley's no mug, Lombardi's no mug, Ronaldo Hill. You know we've got we've got we've got that sort of NFL tree that's been around the league. They'll fi- they'll fix this. They'll sort it out. And I'm pretty sure that there'll be there's one or two players there wanting to make a statement. Mike Dub, Keenan Allen. I think John that's wrote about right. Keenan Allen, didn't he? In the in the DFS, and I think we're going to expect a big game from him. Um, Austin Eckler, doubtful. That's a worry, but look, it's a big one. It's, it's a massive game, this. I just hope that we, we can come out of it with that big W. So here's, here's a big question for, for you guys. and I'll come back to you while straight off the bat. There's some talk that Melvin Ingram isn't enjoying the Steelers' life. And despite sharing the similar number of snaps, they're diminishing a little bit. And he's been moved inside, he's been moved all over the place, and he wants out. There's a trade being talked about. The Chiefs went for him and that was rejected. Maybe he might end up at the Cardinals. Do you think that we should go after him and bring him back? Do you think that that ship sailed? Would it even help if we did? Look, if you watch the interview with him, middle of last season, he said he would like to play more of as a linebacker or, or he's built for that role. Can he be any worse? We've got, we've got you know, we've got marshmallow tackling going on in the middle of the field. Ingram might just be that that man to shore up the middle and and provide a bit of reassurance to the rest of the defense that yes, there's somebody here that can actually block and and, and tackle um, because all it needs is, is one or two players that that make a stop that weren't making those stops two three weeks ago and they start getting a bit of belief in themselves. Um, for me, it's a positive move if we bring him in. You know, it's a positive. He, he he knows most of the team. He's just going to fit back into the playbook. He's a smart character. He's, he's a veteran. It's not going to take him long to pick up the pace and, and pick up how we're we're trying to operate under um, Staley's defense. Before I get John's uh, message, maybe we should hear from a different John. We'll be back after this. Hey there, Bull Fan, Mister Guy, Adroid Airs. Hashtag audible chocolate. And I'm here in the Herbert hangar with my guy, Nomeo Greats. So it's week eight, and the Chargers have an opportunity to settle some scores coming off their bye against the New England Patriots. I'm predicting a big win for the Bolts. Now, if you want to win big, you have an opportunity with our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, unofficial betting partner of the NFL. So what do they have in store for you this week? Well, if you are a new member and you bet $5 on any NFL team to win... And then they win. Guess what? You get $200 in free bets. That's right. $5 on any NFL team. If they win, you get 
$200 in free bets. Easy as that. Now, if you're like me, you live in California and you don't quite have access to the sports book, no problem. DraftKings also has their DFS platform. That's right, Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a lot of fun and a great opportunity for you to get access to huge cash prizes every week. Now, if you're a new member, they're going to give you free entry into contests, giving you access an opportunity to win millions of dollars in cash prizes. It is that easy. So what do you have to do? Well, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with TPPN promo code. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. He's done that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just classy. It's just big time. That transfer Hollywood to you now. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, Whoa. you've lost it. You've lost the kicking job. You'll let him joke it. Poor Dan. Um, so, poor Dan. <clears throat> Shout out to Dan. Yeah, uh, I'm going to come to you if you're... I'm going to come back to to you, John, for your rebuttal. Like, why is Woz talking absolute rubbish? Melvin Ingram? We don't need him, do we? I don't think we need a Melvin Ingram. I don't think he's, I don't think he's the answer, right? Because I, I think we get fine amount of edge pressure. Yeah, the sacks haven't come yet, uh, and yeah, but I think we've actually have a pretty good amount of pressure on quarterbacks. I think one of the issues is the quarterbacks we faced so far this year. Like, I don't, I mean, when you look at the the quarterbacks we faced, I mean. Heineken, Heineke, whatever his name is. I'm going to throw that out. <laughs> but you've got Dak. You know, D- Dak isn't exactly known for being a, you know, like an epic runner or anything like that, but he is still very, very mobile. You know, you look at the Browns, uh, you know, Mayfield, obviously a mobile quarterback. You look at the Ravens, obviously a very mobile quarterback. Derek Carr, not a very mobile quarterback. What happened? We got plenty of pressure and sacks on him, right? We made his life living hell. I think the same thing's going to happen against the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is in for a tough day at the office because I do believe that those pressures turn into sacks when you've got those kind of more slow-footed quarterbacks. I, I, obviously, I forgot Patrick Mahomes is also a very mobile quarterback. But my point is, when we haven't been able to generate real sacks on uh, a on the stat sheet, it's because we've been facing a lot of quarterbacks who can move around and can avoid the pressure. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Pressure turns into bad throws, which turns into turnovers. So I think that Mac Jones is in for a bad day. And I think that if they can, if they can do what they didn't do against the Ravens, which is what I was hoping to see is them run up the score early. If the Chargers can get on the border early and often and get a lead and take the running game out of Bill Belichick's hands and force them to throw, force them to use Mac Jones to beat us, I am really positive. So all that to say, I don't think Melvin Ingram is a big deal. Uh, you know, for me, you know, if you can find someone uh, along the defensive line who's a real run stuffer, that's a bigger deal for me. If you can find a third wide receiver who we can trust, no offense to Jalen Guyton, he seems to have some speed and some moves, but I mean, his hands are just, oh, I, just I can't trust it. Yeah. So, you know, when you've, you know, like you said, those Brandon Cooks and, uh, and um, now Deshaun Jackson today, both guys, again, Cooks would be amazing to have. He would just, I mean, the three-headed monster of Cooks, Williams, and Allen would just, I don't know how you guard that. Uh, I don't know if you can afford him. I mean, they, he's going to have a high price tag, and I just don't know if we're in a position right now where we're real like, hey, we're contenders and we're the wide receiver yeah. three away from winning Super Bowl. So I don't know if it's going to be worth it to give it up, uh, to give up what it needs to get him. But 
you know, if, if we can get something for a good price, I wouldn't mind getting cooks. Deshaun Jackson, however, I think that's very attainable. I mean, what wow. a sixth round pick easy, right? 34 I years old. He's still got, he's still got juice. I, I mean, I've seen some Rams games. I've watched a few of them. I, you know, when he is out there, I've seen him, I've seen him put the moves on. He's just, you know, with Cooper cup, Robert Woods and Van Jefferson trying to be a thing like, and, and Gerald Everett, they just, there's not really much room for cooks to to operate and, and be part of that offense. But I think he would be a major component. And I think Justin Herbert would love to target someone with his downfield skills. I mean, I just think he would create real serious matchup problems. And then you've got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen who are going to feast, you know, and I've, I wrote in my DFS lineup this week, by the way, I love Keenan Allen. He's a lot cheaper than Mike Williams in DFS. And I think that the Patriots are going to try to take out Mike Williams. I think he's going to be, they're going to consider him our biggest threat. Um, and I think if they focus on taking him out, I think Keenan Allen has a field day today uh, on Sunday. So just a thought. That's a, that's a brave and bold shout, but I'm, I'm not too far away from you. I like it. I also think Jared Cook could be featured this weekend. If oh, yeah. Sure. In the, if, yeah, if we're struggling in the run game, I'm going after Jared Cook as one of my tight ends I'm targeting. I think Keenan Allen, you know, you take Mike Williams down the field, Jalen Guyton, who are you kidding? It's not going to him, mate. I'd rather question. see Palmer on the field. But Cook, I agree. Cook I have a question. Who, if Eckler's out, it's a good question. If Eckler's out, Who's our number one running back? I'm really curious. What do you guys think? I'd take Joshua Kelly because he was on this podcast and he's our hero. Um, <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I'd prefer to see him have a go than the others. I don't think JJ has been particularly impressive this season. And I think Roundtree is, you, you don't want him carrying the load. He's specific. I think you go and you trust and you say, Joshua, you've sat on the sidelines. You've, you, you've come back, made a little bit of an impact. Here you go. Here's the rock. Go and prove us that you're not a fumbling, bumbling idiot and go and win us the game. I no, no, knowing Brandon Staley, he's probably already looked at the permutations of of losing key players, whether it be um, Austin Eckler or Keenan Allen or Mike Dubb and saying, right, if this happens, we do this. So they've probably already got a plan. But I just want to, I just want to touch on something that John said about Keenan Allen and, and Mike Dubb. <clears throat> If you watch the All In series, episode five, uh, last week, Keenan Allen sat there and he's saying, Mike Dubb's playing better than me. It's almost like he's 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 more than happy. There's no there's no jealousy there, there's no ego. But Allen's been doing a lot of sacrificial uh routes. You know, he's been making those routes to, to get to get Mike Dubb open. And I think yeah. that's where we're seeing the strength now. We're seeing the productivity. And that is really Help our team, and I think we're going to see more of that going forward. And, and let's hope that Mike Dub does the same for for Keenan this weekend. So I do want to see Keenan having the ball a little bit more because he he's outstanding and he's a talent. You want to put the rock in his into got, his hands. He's got that mentality. It's like, look, try and cover me if you want. You're not going to because I, I'm going to move the chains. And I think it's just it's a chemistry we we've not seen for a long time with the Chargers, but. It seems like we fixed one area and now we've got problems running the football, we've got problems stopping the run. But Larry Roundtree, I'm right, I'm with you, Bez. He's he's a he's a short yard uh, short yardage um, situational plays. He's not gonna come in and make chunk plays. <laughs> Might be wrong. Not if you give him the ball every single time. He's not a Michael Peterson. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not gonna just just absolutely take the ball and just smash it to pieces. But he can come in if Joshua Kelly needs a rest and then chunk yards in sporadic bursts. Maybe I'm being proven wrong and he gives me to get the rock. We'll see. I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Big, um, there's a one thing I want to see is being a lot better in first and second downs because we're, we keep putting ourselves in these third and long situations. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come and start, look, it, it happened against the Ravens. We, we can't keep 
putting ourselves in this position. So it's another area of the game that I'm interested to see how we fixed it in the in the bye, and, and whether or not we've we've come to some different plays to get us out of those uh, long play situations. I mean, John, do you, are you, are you concerned by that, or is it is it just one of those? Well, it's, we're still dusting off the cobwe- cobwebs from you know limited preseason and you know new new coaching staff. Um, well, just to tie a bow on the running back situation, I actually think that the most natural fit into our running back one position is Justin Jackson, just because I think he's, I, you know, I'm a Joshua Kelly fan and I'm all, if they want to make Joshua Kelly RB one and give him the reins by all means, I'd love to see it, see if the kid is really, you know, developed over this time, or if he's just a bust, that's fine. I'd love to see that. But I think from a natural fit position, Justin Jackson is the closest to Austin Eckler. He's like an Eckler light. So I think if you want to keep running kind of similar offense and keep having a running back who can do kind of all the same things Eckler does, I think Justin Jackson is the only running back on this roster who is anywhere close to Eckler. Obviously, he's Eckler light. Obviously, he's not the he's not the real thing, right? He's like new Coke, not the real thing. And you know, it's only gonna be around for a while because you know he will be injured at some point in in the game. But I, I think that's how they do that. But as far as you go back to first down, I think it has to do, I think there's a mixture of play calls, what they're kind of deciding to try to do on first down. And I think it's a mixture of kind of missed opportunities. I mean, if, if I've gone back and watched some of, some of the previous games in the bye week as I had an opportunity to finally sit down and watch some old stuff. Um, and I saw a lot of miscommunication. I saw a lot of dropped passes. Um, I saw a lot of, I mean, poor run blocking, obviously. Um, so I saw a lot of that and I, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's something that's going to nest that, that they can't be fixed. I, I think the first down stuff can easily be fixed. And people keep saying, well, just call your third down, your third and fourth down plays on first down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the defense is obviously giving you a different look, so it's not the same, but I just think that a little bit more creativity would be better. I'd love to see a little bit more like screens. I'd love to see a little bit more kind of fun things on first down that, that kind of keep the keep it from being too vanilla. I think my biggest issue with first down is they tend more often than not their first down plays tend to be pretty vanilla. And I think mm-hmm. they get more exciting on like third and fourth downs, which is why maybe those are a little bit more, they're harder for defense to stop because they're a little bit more exotic. So maybe bringing out some more exotic looks on first down. Um, but honestly, I think it's an execution thing. I think they need to execute better on first down uh, catch passes, not have these communication issues. And I think they can fix it pretty easily. So, um, you know, it's a concern, but I think they can fix it. Uh, I, well, put, put your money where your mouth is. You said in the advert you think we're going to destroy the Patriots. What's the score? You want to score? Oh, yeah. You want to score? Oh, are you yeah, ready? Baby. I got the score. Okay. Here so we, Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> He's sitting up. He's rubbing his hands. Here we go. All right. I'm feeling pretty good about this. All right. So I think the current line is uh, Chargers are four-point favorites at home. Um, by the way, your home team technically gets about a three point. So they're actually only one point favorites, according to Vegas. So, uh, and you know what? Vegas is really smart. They know exactly what they're doing, but they couldn't be more wrong. Pound the bolts, give away the four points. I don't care. I'm seeing, I honestly, I, I, this is, this is the honest truth. This is not the Homer in me, you know, and as good as a coach Belichick is supposedly we get to see it without Brady, but system, supposedly system. as good of a coach as he is without Brady, um, I, I just don't think he. I don't think they have the personnel to do 
what the Ravens do. I do not think they have the personnel to stop it. I don't think they have the offensive weapons to make the Chargers pay. You know, when the Chargers were really putting on the pressure on the Ravens, how many times did Lamar Jackson make a, an amazing play with his feet to either extend the play or to make a big first down or big chunk play, right? Mac Jones isn't doing that. I've got a faster 40 time than Max Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not going it. He's like Philip Rivers out there. He really is. And but without all the pocket savviness that Philip Rivers had. So I honestly see that offense really sputtering. Uh, I love the Chargers defense for a cheap DFS defense this week. I think they're only 3,200. I think that's a smash play on DFS. So I honestly think this is going to be a big win for the Chargers. I think two weeks of rest, two weeks of getting their minds right, and two weeks of preparing a game plan to humiliate the uh, the Patriots. Because I think I think Brandon Staley knows, right? We've we've got a problem with the Patriots. We've always have. If he can come out and they can embarrass the Patriots, something that, I mean, forget embarrassing, just beating the Patriots hasn't been done since 2008, right? So, I mean, if you can come out and embarrass the Patriots, I think that's a feather in his cap. I think he gets a 10-year extension after the game, <laughs> and I, I think he's the coach of the Chargers for the rest of his life. I think he gets a Gruden-like contract because I think he's he's beat KC in KC, and then he went and beat the Patriots and embarrassed them. I mean, sign me up for 15 years of Coach Staley, right? <laughs> Anyways, so I do. I think he pours it on. I don't think he plays it safe. I think he understands how dangerous the Patriots and Belichick can be when they're in a corner. Uh, I like the Chargers to blow them out. You're teasing me. 31, 31 to 13. Ooh, baby. I'll take some of that action, John. That is incredibly bold. I think you'll be eating a hat, but I, I think Mac you. Jones is on the ground. I see multiple turnovers. Uh, I'm, I think Damian Harris probably still gets 100 yards on the ground, scores a touchdown. You know, that's fine. But I think that's their lone touchdown. I just don't. I think the Chargers turn up the heat. I think the first, uh, second, third, fourth down conversions are all big money plays. I think they I think they pile it on. And I think the, char, the, I think the Pats just don't have any answer. I love it. Was, do you agree? That's bold, isn't it? I'm just wondering whether or not John Ayres has been looking through my notebook. <laughs> so I'm going even bolder than that. Whoa. Oh, I thought I was 31-10. Really? 31-10. 31, wow. 10. You Boys, that is, that is steamy. And, and I'll tell you why I'm going in that direction. And it's because of what I said, I think, Bez, when you were off air sorting out your technical issues, do not tell me that that fifty-four, that fifty burger last week was impressive. I am not impressed. The three of us could probably play on a team against the New York Jets. They are that bad. Yeah, and it was a New half, England half the game without the starting quarterback. Yeah, was, by the way, it wasn't even that good. So if you're the backup to a not good quarterback, like how bad are you? Was it something? Was it Kevin White? I don't, I don't even know that the guy's the quarterback's name. Texans are garbage. Fact. Jets are even worse. And the fact that the schedulers have, have uh, you know, uh, put in Patriots to play New York in the first six weeks or first seven weeks, I am not impressed by the Patriots whatsoever. And uh, They've come up against some decent teams of Patriots, and they've lost. Um, so that's why I'm going for the, the 31-10 prediction. I just think there's a lot of pent-up anger in the Chargers locker room. Um, <laughs> I think Coach Staley will have done a really good job just to, to, to dial back on the on the Ravens' performance, have a look at it, reassure people and say, this is what we're going to do better. 
We've got Drew Tranquil coming back. You know, we've got uh, players recovering. Hopefully, Joey Bosa's a little bit more um, healthy than he was before of so that, that that turned ankle. You know, Herbert will have been studying like hell. He would have been probably up until midnight most nights, actually looking at tape, looking at the Patriots. We're going to be prepared. Uh, we've got a new kicker in. He'll want to prove himself. Andre Roberts will want to do well with a, with a punt returner. So, look, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And I'm also predicting Derwin James two picks. Oh, get a hat ready. You're going to be eating it, mate. So I'm not going to predict. I'm not going to go that bold and predict a Patriots win. But I'm going to be conservative and say it's 2017, low-scoring affair. The Patriots run all over us because we haven't fixed our D-line problems yet. They get up some scores and then we take over the game and comfortably come back. And Dustin Hopkins... Scores a winning. I've picked him up in fantasy. I'm playing him. He's going to score a winning field goal, and we will win 2017. And then we'll get the monkey off our back because the Patriots monkey, which all sits on our shoulder, is worth ten points to the Patriots every time you play until you have beaten them. We're not going to eat our hats, are we, guys? (laughs) We've got to win this. Look, there's going to be some serious. I can throw stone throwing against the Chargers if we don't win on Sunday. It'll be like, oh, it's a false dawn, that four and two start. We enter the next week, week nine at five and two. I think I'd say that. mentally solves a lot of problems as well. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got a long stretch now until the playoffs if we're going to get that far. So it's going to be a real test yeah. of our resilience. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, it's a big week. It's Patriots week. It's almost as big as the Raiders week. So let's go and beat them. And they've resigned that entire Brady-Bilicek system quarterback, system coach era to the bin. Go Bobs.